Welcome to Boomers on Fire with educator, philanthropist, and mentor, Dr. Cynthia. Get ready to refire your life by listening to inspiring interviews with vibrant boomers who are rocking their retirement. Whatever the retiree is doing, we want you to hear about it so that it will spark something in you so that you can decide how you want to live in your second half of life. You will be exposed to new possibilities and new opportunities. It's time to refire, reinvent, and reimagine your second half of life with your host, Dr. Cynthia. Dave, I know that you, um, in your other life, that you were an airline pilot. What was that life like? That was, uh, that was an exciting life. Uh, it was tough on the family because I was gone all the time. I was sort of a part-time husband and part-time father. But uh, I, got to, uh, I got to drive these magnificent machines, uh, costing millions and millions of dollars. And uh, it was just, you know, what a thrill. Uh, I got to see uh, sunrises and sunsets from 35,000 feet where there's no pollution and uh, I was able to, you know, crisscross the country and look at the beauty of the land. And, oh, it was just unbelievable. Sounds like a real enjoyable time. Do you ever miss it, Dave? Oh, sure. Sure. Uh, I, got, I got into uh, corporate flying for a few years after I uh, retired from uh, the airlines, and uh, that's just too hectic. Uh, it, uh, you, you have to go when the boss wants to go, and... and uh, and if you tell the boss, well, you know, we can't go because it's not legal, uh, he'll smile and say, thank you, you're fired. <laughs> mm-hmm. that, that, that must not have been pleasant. No, it wasn't. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, I was able to work for a, a couple of uh, good, good owners, and uh, they, they uh, understood uh, the, the legalities. And, and, uh, and it worked out pretty well. But, uh, you know, I, my, my Habitat for Humanity work got more and more demanding, and I had uh, less time, and uh, I certainly didn't need the work, so I, I just said, uh, heck with it, I'll hang it up. Great. So, Dave, when you decided that you were, that you were going to leave um, the position as airline pilot, did you have any plans of what you were going to do with your time? No, I didn't. Uh, I just uh, I took early retirement. I went out five years early, and, of course, uh, uh, it was at a reduced pension, uh, and I didn't have any idea what I was going to do. So for the first couple of months, um, it sounds to me like you went and did some corporate flying. Well, actually, I did it for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, shortly after I uh, retired, I, I got involved with uh, with Habitat. My lovely bride told me that uh, yeah, for better or for worse, but not for lunch. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Dave, you know, you were uh, a part, you were a full-time pilot. Part-time yeah. husband, part-time father. How did you find out about Habitat? I actually saw a small clip on television about the uh, uh, Jimmy Carter work project up in Canada. Uh, I guess it turns out he works one week a year with Habitat for Humanity, and it's a big project. And, and uh, one year it's outside of the country, the next year it's inside the country, and he's been doing it, I guess, for, oh gosh, uh, since uh, Habitat was... Uh, uh, found it uh, back in, I guess, 82, 83, something like that. And uh, I saw it, and I thought it looked like they were having a good time, so uh, 
my wife got the telephone number for me, and I made the call, and I got started here in the Bridgeport area. Mm-hmm. And um, so you say you got started. You decided to volunteer. So yeah. um, what, did you build houses before? Were you a carpenter? No, not really. Uh, quite honestly, uh, I, I jokingly say that I didn't know which end of the hammer to hold. And, and that was sort of true. Airline pilots don't pick up hammers. They pick up telephones and call people who pick up hammers. So I didn't know a whole lot about uh, building. Uh, so, And I told the woman that when I spoke to her on the phone when I uh, offered to volunteer. I said, gosh, I don't know anything about uh, building. She said, don't worry about it. Come down. We'll teach you. And golly, they did. <laughs> and it turns out that building a home is not rocket science. It's all common sense. And... Uh, with training, anyone can do it. When you say it's common sense, what do you mean? Well, uh, you, you have to uh, understand that uh, uh, things have to be straight and they have to be plumb and they have to be square and uh, they have to be measured correctly. It, it's all, you know, really common sense. So you sound to me like you had to learn a whole new language. Yes, I did. I did. I certainly did. And uh, uh, it was it was fun. I, you know, I started out with roofing, and I did roofing, and then I did some some uh, uh, framing of the houses, and then I did some uh, concrete work, some masonry work. Uh, it it uh, I did some electrical work, and uh, I did some plumbing, and uh, it was as I gained more and more skills. I, you know, for instance, with roofing, I got to the point where they would give me three or four volunteers and I would show them how to do it and work with them on the roof. It was fun. So you actually became a teacher in showing other people how to do the roofing. Yes, it was, it was, they called me a project coordinator. <laughs> fancy name, you know, but fancy name instead of a raise. Of course, I was a volunteer, so they doubled my salary every year. <laughs> Dave, I know you've traveled to many different parts of the world for Habitat. Where yes, did you go and share those experiences with us? Okay, well, uh, the first time I went, uh, a friend of mine and I decided we were going to go on the Jimmy Carter work project in Hungary. And so we applied and we were accepted. Uh, both of us were what we called uh, project coordinators. And we went off to uh, Hungary, a little town called Vats which is about, oh, I don't know, 20 or 30 kilometers north of Budapest. And uh, we built 10 homes there. Uh, we arrived Monday morning, and there were 10 cement slabs. And Friday afternoon, 10 families moved into a completed, painted, landscaped home. We built 10 homes in five days. That's amazing. So when you go to a site, they have the cement slab already ready for you. Yes, yes. The, and the homes are basically, uh, you could say they were, they're made into kits. So all we have to do is assemble it. That's how we can do it in five days. I see. So the kits come kind of complete for you, and then you just kind of put it up together. Right, right. There's a, what they call a pre-build. And it, it takes about two years to put one of these Jimmy Carter work projects together, getting the materials on site, getting them... Uh, you know, kitted. The house is kitted, so when the volunteers come for the build, all they have to do is assemble the house and uh, paint it, landscape it, and the people move in. So besides Hungary, where else did you go? Well, while we were working in Hungary, we had uh, four people working with us on our particular house that were from Romania. They came to see how uh, Habitat for Humanity worked because they wanted to start 
doing habitat work in Romania, where poverty was really, really high. So about seven months after the uh, Hungarian build, we got a telephone call from uh, the gentleman who started a Habitat in Romania and said, come on, help us, we're ready to start building. So a bunch of us jumped on a, a plane and we went over to uh, uh, first to, to Hungary and then we got in a van and we drove to Romania and we helped them get started on their first four houses. Uh, it was really nice. Wow, you sound, you sound really excited about doing that kind of work, Dave. Oh, it, it was really exciting. Uh, in, in Hungary, uh, or in, in, in Romania, we were supposed to stay in a hotel near the, the site, but there was a convention of electrical engineers that were uh, uh, looking for a place to, to stay. I guess there were 65 uh, electrical engineers, and there were only 12 of us. <laughs> so the hotel said, hmm, 65 or 12. We'll take the 65. Thank you very much. So we didn't have a place to stay, so we ended up staying with families, and that was an experience. I stayed with uh, uh, the uh, the guy who started Habitat with him and his mother, Mama Maria. I actually lived in their house. It was really fantastic. Uh, we had uh, we ate ethnic foods. Uh, uh, we perhaps drank some ethnic adult beverages. It was it was really kind of nice. And did you also get to learn a little bit of the language? Yeah, just a little bit. It's a romance language, and it's uh, uh, in, in some cases similar to uh, uh, you know uh, all the uh, uh, Latin-based uh, languages. So uh, yeah, it uh, it was it was uh, very interesting. Yeah, Dave, do you have any idea of how many houses you've helped build so far? Oh boy, uh, let's see. We did we did ten in in Hungary. We did four in Romania. Then we did uh, uh, we did. 73 in Appalachia. Oh. Then we did uh, 293 in the Philippines. Then we did 100 in Houston. Then we did uh, 140 in South Korea. Uh, then we did 100 in Durban, South Africa. And of course, here in Bridgeport, I, I had a hand in the, the, the 100 uh, that we, we've done here. So I, it's a, I, I've you know, I had my hand in a lot. Sometimes not always building. Uh, sometimes it has been uh, uh, going to uh, religious uh, organizations and speaking to them to get them interested in coming and volunteering. I've spoke at corporations. Uh, I've done fundraising. So, you know, it's not always been actual hands-on building, but I've been involved in, in just about all aspects of uh, the whole organization. That's wonderful, Dave. Now, I understand that you have also been involved in the administration of Habitat in Bridgeport. Yes, I have. Uh, after I became a, as I called a, a project coordinator, after a couple of years, they asked me if I would uh, care to be on the board of directors. So I accepted, and uh, I was on the board of directors for three years, and our bylaws say you work for three, then you take a year off. And uh, I took the year off, and they invited me back for another three years. And I was coming to the end of that uh, second three-year stint, and they asked me if I would like to become uh, second uh, uh, chairman, second vice chairman. And I said, yeah, sure, I'd be glad to do that. That's all for this episode of Boomers on Fire. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. 
If you enjoyed this episode of Boomers on Fire, I would love it if you would subscribe to the podcast to get automatic notifications when I publish a new episode. I would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and review to help spread the word and help more women reignite the second half of their lives. 